The main passage for godliness is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And as you can see, I will read from ESV. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. You just heard me read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And in the last podcast, I shared that with this one, we will see what godliness is not. Throughout seeing what godliness is not, it will help those understand what it really means to be godly. And people that are not godly with misinformation can actually see how they can be godly with the right information that comes from the word. After Paul talked to Timothy about bodily exercise is of some value, he goes to what he wants to talk about. Godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Jesus promised that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. One night when Nicodemus visited Jesus, he heard him talk about how to get into the kingdom of God. And on a side note, you go to John chapter 3 and see that. Jesus says that in order for one to get into God's kingdom, they must be born again. They must be born of water and of spirit. The water is the Holy Spirit. That regenerates our spirit. He said, as flesh gives birth to flesh, the spirit gives birth to spirit. When we're born again, we have the promises of God. And I did not plan to put that in this presentation, but I think I could plug it in and still get to take us where we need to go. So from 1 Timothy chapter 4, we're going to go to John, John chapter 14. Now I have to say that I love the gospel of John, especially the three chapters about the upper room. In the upper room, we get to hear what Jesus promised to his followers. And that promise is about the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, and I will read verses 15 to 18. Jesus says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. On a side note, that's part of godliness. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. 
Now, before Jesus talked about the promise of the Holy Spirit, he told them that he must return to the Father. And that's why in verse 18, he says to them, I will not leave you as orphans. He had to leave because the Holy Spirit could dwell in us. That is a promise that he has given. Those that have the Spirit has life. They have that promise. Look at what it says in 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. And let's see. Okay, here we go. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 says, I write things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. You see, we have eternal life. We have the promise of God. Those who have been born again are his children. The Spirit bears witness to our spirit that we are children of God. That means we have our name written in the book of life. That means we will be in God's kingdom. In order for us to be in God's kingdom, we have to be born again. Being born again has nothing to do with outer appearance. And with what I just said, I'm going to transition back to what godliness is not. Godliness has nothing to do with outer appearance. In Exercise Prophets a Little, I made a point that no matter how much a person exercises, whether they're really lean, mean, big and strong, or have nearly 100% or 100% health, that if they're not born again, then they will die for nothing. All they're accomplished will diminish away. They'll be just like chaff in the wind. They'll just be blown away. Godliness has nothing to do with outer appearance. You see, back in Jesus' time, the Pharisees, the scribes, and the Sadducees thought they were godly because of their outer appearance. You know, Jesus, for that, called them hypocrites. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew 6. In Matthew 6, it is part of... The Sermon on the Mount series. And he says to them, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. We do not practice righteousness so others can see us. That's not godliness at all. That right there, the Pharisees was doing. They were practicing their righteousness, not because they wanted to be righteous with God, but they want to be seen by people. And in verse 2, Jesus says, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites. And the hypocrites he was referring to was the Jewish religious right. Today, we will call that Judaism. Do not give to the needy and make noise as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the street as they may be praised. You see, whatever Pharisees or whoever people of Judaism gave to the poor, they made noises. They wanted to be seen. They made a show. I think today as a church, we kind of still do that. I mean, whenever, you know, we give a certain amount of money to those who are in need, we like to make a big noise about that. I know I used to do that back in the day. However, God got a hold of my heart. And he showed me on how you can do it. 
And the way that we can do it is that when we give to the needy, that we should just give to the needy. Don't make any noise. Don't tell anybody about it. And best thing to do is as soon as you give to that person, just forget about it. Because if you keep thinking about it, you're going to get attached and you feel that someone owes you something, that you should have something from somebody, whether it be praise or something just because you give to the needy. When we have that mentality, we actually steal glory from God, and we shouldn't steal glory from God. I mean, look at what happened to Aaron's two sons. You know, they stole glory from God, and they were barbecued. Anyways, back to what godliness is not. It's not putting on a show when we give to the needy. That's hypocritical. Also, when we go out and pray, we should not pray in public for the purpose of public praises. I say that because when we go to church on Sunday morning, a pastor does pray in front of the congregation, and that is public. And at the same time, some organizations such as Fellowship of Christian Athletes may ask the pastor, hey, can you come out and pray for us? He's going to be praying out in public. There's nothing wrong with praying out in public. Like when I go to restaurants with my family, I pray publicly. And at the end of my prayer, I say, in the name of Jesus. And I don't care who gets offended. And if they are offended, then I just let God deal with them. I'm not worried about that. Well, when we pray in public, we have to make sure our hearts is right. We shouldn't pray out in public to put on a show. We should not be like the hypocrites, like the Pharisees, because when they prayed in public, they did not do it to praise or thank God or bring their knees before God. They did it so others could see what they are doing. So, so far in Matthew chapter 6, we see that godliness is not doing a show such as a public prayer for personal glory and giving out to the needy also for personal glory. That's hypocritical. Pharisees that did that was called hypocrites by Jesus. Also, godliness has nothing to do with outer appearance. And to see that, we will go to Matthew chapter 15, verses 17 to 20. We're still in the Gospel of Matthew. Okay, in the ESV, it subtitles, What Defiles a Person? And actually began at verse 10. And he, Jesus, he called the people to him and said to him, Hear and understand. Is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. You see, during this time, the Pharisees added their traditions. They added their traditions of what people can or cannot do. And they were pretty strict to their Levitical diets. You know, they said there are certain things that you should, that you can eat, and there's other things that you should not eat, that if you eat things that you should not eat, that it will defile you. And Jesus corrected them that, about what defiles a person. We see that in verse 11. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. Now, I do understand that we're focusing on outer appearance. 
you know, people have this misconception that our parents, such as carrying a big Bible, wearing the fanciest suit or dresses, and having the biggest gold cross makes them godly. They have appearance of godliness, but they are far from it. You know, actually, you know, what's inside of us eventually will be revealed on what we do. You know, Jesus says you could tell a tree by its fruit. A tree that bears good fruit will bear good fruit. And, you know, a tree that bears bad fruit will bear bad fruit. So it's not so much we put in of ourselves that defiles of us, but what comes out of us. Why is that? Look at what it says in verse 18. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. You see, the mouth reveals what's inside of our heart. And it's our heart inside that defiles us. In verse 19, Jesus says, For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual morality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. So the Pharisees are talk, getting caught up on bodily cleansliness. You know, that you should wash up. If you don't wash your hands, that means you are defiled as a person. And Jesus corrected them on that. He says that it is not what a person puts in their mouths that defiles them, but out of their mouths because the mouth reveals what's inside the heart. And going on to seeing that godliness has nothing to do with outer appearances, we'll bounce to Matthew chapter 23. In Matthew chapter 23, in verses 27, verse 27, Jesus said to him, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! Again, Jesus calls the Pharisees hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which alley appear beautiful. So you can see the Pharisees at that time dressed the best to be seen. They wanted people to notice them. But within their beautiful clothes are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. You see, with Matthew chapter 15... In Matthew chapter 23, we see that godliness has nothing to do with outer appearances. And in the next audio, we'll take a look and see what does godliness... The Revelation Podcast is also at Spotify, YouTube, and Rumble. Over at Spotify, you could type in the Revelation Podcast. Over at YouTube, you could type in the Patmos channel. And in Rumble, you could type in Patmos Island. The Revelation Podcast also has a blog site. TRP, the Revelation Podcast.wordpress.com.